I just started doing travel Instagram photography and as it started growing, there were so many people asking me for a travel blog. As my background in photojournalism, what I used to really love to do is asking people questions. What has happened to their life to make them go to where they are now? My boyfriend was an avid podcast listener and he ended up introducing me to podcasts and it just hit me. Why can't I do this? Travel entrepreneur, podcast host, and social media influencer, Debbie Archangelis joins Andy to talk about smart travel, how to stay fit and effective on the road. Debbie is a first-generation immigrant from the Philippines and now lives in New York City, working as an ADA nurse for patients with autism. In this episode, Debbie shares her tips on how to leverage today's technological tools to make real-life friends and connections around the globe. I hope you enjoy. Sharing tips, tricks, and tales from around the globe, this is Travel for the Next Generation. You're listening to the Andy Steves Travel Podcast. All right, guys, this is Andy Steves on the Andy Steves Travel Podcast. Today, we have a fellow digital nomad, travel entrepreneur, and podcast host on the show. I'm really excited to introduce Debbie Archangelis. Thanks so much for joining me, Debbie. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me here, Andy. Good. You're beaming in from the New York area, um, but you are a globetrotter. I'm excited to um, break it down for us. What is your background? What's your story? Um, You have a fascinating bio I was just reading on your website. So Debbie heads up the project at theoffbeatlife.com. And during the conversation, I encourage you guys to click around, read through it, subscribe to her podcast and more while you're listening to this episode. Um, Yeah, Debbie, break it down for us. What led you to where you are today? What uh, Tell us about your background. Thank you so much, Andy. So I was born in the Philippines and I was there until I was about eight or nine. And I had a single parent household because my mom, like many immigrants, one of the parents are usually off somewhere else working their butts off to give their families a better life. So I was with my dad in the Philippines and he took care of me until I was about eight or nine. And then I moved moved to the United States, to New York. And that's when, um, yeah, everything changed for me. So seeing from everything around me was pretty much poverty. She had gone yeah. ahead to the States uh, from the Philippines or was she somewhere else, your mom? While you're going she, was, she was in the United States, so I she gotcha. was working here. Gotcha. Um, and she left when I was about two years old. So I mm-hmm. didn't, I think I saw her from the age of two until about eight or nine, maybe twice. Oh my goodness. And that was it. So it was, it was eye-opening and very shocking for me coming from poverty to mm-hmm. one of the richest places in the whole entire world. Um, so literally there was people starving in front of you. You're in a third world country and then you go to the United States especially in New York City where I you know my mom was at and just so much richness it was really crazy there's actually one moment when I first tasted pizza I will never forget that moment (laughs) it tasted so weird to me because it had so much cheese and fat in it and I've never tasted that in my Uh, life (laughs) what would the diet consist of typically in a developing country like the Philippines so in the Philippines because we are in an island nation it's mostly rice because there's a lot of farms there and also Mm -hmm. water so it's fish and rice you would get very lucky if you had any sort of meat like pig um, or cow. Oh my goodness. So (laughs) So to taste uh, drippy, melty cheese uh, with oil (laughs) was a new experience for you. 
It actually tasted really disgusting. Really? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay. So, you know, I, I've seen this story a lot with a lot of immigrant families. They want their kids, they put their kids through college and they expect a doctor, lawyer, nurse, yeah. <laughs> uh, something like that. Um, and so it sounds like you went through that a similar process. Yeah. So I was always an artist. I did a lot of drawing charcoal and then I was very confused. I was going into FIT, which is the Fashion Institute of Technology here mm -hmm. in, the, um, in New York. And I went in the school and I absolutely hated it. Didn't want to do it anymore. And I left. My parents, obviously, from an immigrant family, they're not very supportive, usually, of things that are in anything art related. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they gave me an Unless you're Yo-Yo Ma yeah. or something. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I'm definitely not Yo-Yo Ma. <laughs> So they gave me an ultimatum. I either go to back to school to be a nurse or I leave the house. And I think I was around 17 at that time, just before I turned 18. And I said, screw it. I'm leaving. I'm not going to be a nurse. And if your listeners are Filipino, they know that like 80% of Filipino people are nurses. <laughs> <laughs> so I refused. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And I ended up going to Florida with my aunt and uncle. And I lived with them for a few months. And then, yeah, and then I came back to New York and then just pursued the arts again. So, <laughs> And it seems like you settled on photography. Man, your social media presence is incredible. I love looking at your, your photos. Um, so you ended up kind of with a photography and journalism focus? Yeah, so I went to school and I ended up getting my degree in art education and a minor in photography. And I became a, an art teacher for children and then also a photojournalist after that. And I ended up traveling all over the world working with NGOs. And I went into very remote areas and I talked to a lot of different peoples from different backgrounds. I photographed a lot of families and tried to serve their needs by photographing them and seeing whoever can help as much as they can. Mm -hmm. And then you've morphed into, um, like, tell us about the, the offbeat life, because what I'm curious about is that bridge, because I'm really excited to inspire our listeners about making that jump. And you got a great podcast, seems like you've worked out a really exciting uh, niche for yourself. Um, how did you kind of see this need and pursue what you're to what you're doing now? Yeah, so um, maybe four years ago, I stopped doing photojournalism because I was just really burnt out. And I wanted something new. So I kind of put down the camera for a while. And about a year and a half ago, I just started doing travel Instagram photography. And it's so different from photojournalism. And as it started growing, there were so many people asking me for a travel blog. And I am not a writer. And I do not want to be another person to tell you what to see and do in a blog. There's enough incredible bloggers that do that. But as my background in photojournalism, what I used to really love to do besides just photographing is asking people questions what has happened to their life to make them go to where they are now and my boyfriend at the time was an avid podcast listener and I was not at all mm -hmm. and he ended up introducing me to podcasts and it just hit me why can't I do this and mm -hmm. uh, I've met so many incredible people during my travels when I was working and just for leisure and there was a lot of digital nomads and that's what I really wanted to do at the time so it led me to this point and I already knew so many incredible people in my life during my travels and that's how it came about uh, just me trying to find another form of creative outlet for me to be able to express. 
This is Andy Steves on the Andy Steves Travel Podcast, and I'm with Debbie of The Offbeat Life. We're going to get into how to make those meaningful interpersonal connections via social media right when we get back. This episode of Andy Steves Travel Podcast is brought to you by the Bose Micro, my favorite travel size Bluetooth speaker. I've enjoyed Bose products for years, and they hooked me up with the latest edition of their travel sized Bluetooth speakers. If anyone has enjoyed the Mini 2, this new speaker, the Micro, can match that quality of sound but beats it on three different things. First off, it's smaller, it really fits into any nook and cranny in your bag. Number two, its rubberized exterior makes it much more durable. So you can roll it along the floor, it can fall down, it can, you know, you can beat it up a little more and it doesn't show any worse for wear. Number three, it's water resistant, meaning you can take it to the beach, in the shower, and on the boat with no stress at all. It makes for a perfect summer traveling mini Bluetooth speaker. You can check out information about this Bose product and more at andysteves.com and of course purchase them at bose.com, B-O-S-E.com. Check out this Bose Micro and take it with you on your next adventure around the world. Happy travels, guys. Check out the Bose Micro speaker. Ciao. All right, this is Andy. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. This is Andy Steve's Travel Podcast. Debbie, I got to ask you, when I'm traveling around, I love using my smartphone. Um, It's a great tool. I'm able to travel quicker, faster, make faster decisions, search hotels, flights, Airbnb, uh, various apartments and hostels, um, all with just my phone. And uh, then you can take great pictures. You can make fun videos. You can stay in touch with friends and loved ones around the world. It really helps you while you're on the road and in your every everyday life. At the same time, I often find it to present kind of a barrier between uh, myself and what other culture I'm, I'm there to experience. How do you get past your screen and, and, and make those connections that I found so rewarding uh, over time? I actually uh, don't usually use my phone when I am traveling, except, for example, if I do take photographs and I'm very adamant about traveling to certain places sometimes where there's really no internet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's incredible because I live in New York City. It's one of the busiest cities in the world and there's always so much to do in everyday life. But when I'm traveling, it's very sacred to me. And not only do I work when I travel, but also I try to appreciate everything around me uh, because why on earth would we travel when we're just going to be looking at our phones anyways, right? So it makes no sense to just stay at home and look at your phone and look at those pretty pictures on your phone and Instagram. So, (laughs) (laughs) And and so uh, you just are of the opinion that it's so important to do it, so you just do it. Now, um, tell us about some of those connections and and relationships that you've created through social media. Just for our listeners, let's give your platforms a quick shout out. I want to do it right. So can you walk us through your your website, your Facebook, your Instagram, and your podcast in the order of whatever is most important? Yeah. So my personal Instagram, it's offbeat trucker. That's where you're going to see a lot of my personal images for my travels. And on my podcast, you can find me on iTunes, the offbeat life on Facebook. It's the OB life and my website. I know for some reason they wouldn't allow me to get the offbeat life on Facebook. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and my website is the offbeat 
Okay, so we're going to have to uh, make a summary of that in our show notes because they're all a little <laughs> bit different. But yes. um, the message and the mission is the same, right? Yes. I, I'm looking at your um, your Instagram page here, and you're one of those creatives that does every other to make a mosaic of <laughs> inspirational quotes on oh, the color yeah, background. And then, that's uh, for my podcast shots. page, yeah. <laughs> I see. So that's not deliberate. Oh, no, that's for my podcast page. And then my yeah. personal page is completely different. Oh, I, I know I have a that. lot of pages. I got you. Okay. Well, and then can we give a shout out to your personal page? Oh, my personal page is Offbeat Trucker, but my podcast page on Instagram is The Offbeat Life. Okay. Yeah. Cause you got incredible shots and this is definitely travel inspiration. And look, I'm relatively new to the Instagram game. I've always just, uh, figured, you know, uh, Facebook was enough and then Snapchat <laughs> and then this and then that. Um, so I'm still learning the game, but people can go to your profile and really get some, some great travel inspiration. Do you have, um, kind of strategic partnerships with various, uh, companies that you might feature? So for my Instagram page, I, I've been pretty sacred with that. I don't usually work with companies unless I really believe in them. Mm -hmm. And so recently, I've actually just launched hashtag influencers give back where I'm starting to um, feature companies who do a lot of really great things for communities like Donor C. As you can see, if you look at my Instagram page offbeat trucker. Um, and since I've been doing the podcast, I will be using that for sponsorship along with my podcast as well, but I haven't really used Instagram monetizing on its own. So it's either for me to feature companies that are doing really great, or it's along with my podcast as well. So I don't like to do it just on its own. So I don't get like free clothes or things sure. like that. <laughs> but you're, you're over the 20,000 follower mark. So you're definitely yes. considered uh, an influencer influencer. I'm, uh, I'm working on that. I should have started years ago. We'd be just fine, <laughs> but I'm, I'm catching up at the moment. Um, Bose just sent me like headphones and speakers, um, to test out and give a shout out. So they're going to be on a couple, um, kind of segments on this, this next season of the podcast. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And so have you been able to meet a lot of people through these social media platforms? I want to give our listeners a good tidbit to, to keep in mind. How do you get past your screen and, and connect with the local culture when you're on your travels? The podcast definitely helps. I mean, even before then, I created a lot of really great relationships on Instagram, especially. I know right now a lot of people are very much anti um, social media and Instagram specifically because of the algorithm, yada, yada, yada. And what I tell people all the time is that, yes, numbers are great. I worked really hard to where I am. And, but the main thing that I've gotten from it is really the relationships I've created. I've gotten so much opportunities because of the relationships I have built through Instagram. So it's not just for me to get likes or followers. It's for me to build relationships and to create collaborations. And from these friendships, I've been introduced to other people who are amazing creatives and I've gotten so much opportunities from it. So I want to let people know, don't get discouraged with social media, especially for me on Instagram, because you can do so much with it and not just about the likes and the following. You can create so much incredible relationships and collaborations, which if you want to make this into a business will really help you out in the long run. Mm -hmm. We're going to get back into some of these uh, specific steps uh, right after this break. 
Hey guys, if you're thinking about studying abroad and traveling while you're overseas, be sure to check out WSAEurope.com. That's Weekend Student Adventures. This is my tour company, and we put together exciting three-day adventures through Europe's top 13 cities. Cities like London, Budapest, Krakow, Rome, Barcelona, Madrid, Dublin, and more. Check them out at WSAEurope.com. We have three options, weekend trips, spring break, summer break, and fall trips, and unguided detour options for the more independent and experienced traveler. You can check that all out at wsaeurope.com and be sure to give us a like on Facebook. Happy travels and enjoy those adventures. Ciao guys. All right, this is Andy and I'm with Debbie of the Offbeat Trekker, the offbeatlife.com and you also run this podcast. Um this is really cool. So you've met a lot of people via Instagram and other social media platforms and you've built those relationships to the point where you can have them on your podcast and interview them about uh what they're up to. What I love about your podcast, The Offbeat Life, uh, what I love is the the structure, how to do this, how to budget and hustle as a freelance travel writer or how to, you know, budget while while you're traveling on the road, how to realize your worth as a woman. Um, you know, all these episodes are really to the point and on specific uh, subjects. I really like that about the podcast. And so um, our listeners should definitely check that out. Tell us about this process and, and this project of getting this podcast off the ground. I had no idea how to do a podcast. I <laughs> even before I started it, I didn't even listen to podcasts. I just started listening to podcasts, but I know I love talking to people and I love people. And whenever I meet a new person, I'm always interviewing them. <laughs> there was a uh, That's your journalist I, coming out. Yes, exactly. There was actually <laughs> one time when I was out with a few friends and I was talking to a few people and one of them said, "I feel like I'm actually listening to a podcast episode that you <laughs> so um, I had no idea. So for anybody who wants to start a podcast, you really want to do this and you're interested, you don't need to be technically savvy. I definitely am not. If you look back into my first few episodes, the audio was horrible. It's horrendous. And I just learned as I went. And right now, I really love it. I've been meeting so many people from it, gotten collaborations, and it's, it's really been such an interesting journey. And I'm looking forward to what else is going to come. And do these come out about once every week, it looks like? Is that just an ongoing uh, project to yours? Yes. So I come out every single week with an episode every Mondays. And then last week, I just started to also publish extended interviews with my guests. And so now I have two episodes every week. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> As if one wasn't enough. Yes. Uh, and uh, as you think back to all these interviews, what are some of the interesting travel philosophies? Obviously, our listeners will have to go and, and check it out themselves. What I'm really looking for this season is themes and um, overarching ideas or other things that that uh, you can pick out among all these different guests. Are there any uh, consistent um, uh, components that you've noticed? So a lot of people want to travel and there's always an obstacle to it, right? Like I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time or a combination of both, but whatever it is that you're prioritizing, you can always make it happen. So whatever it is that you're giving yourself an excuse out of, it's just an excuse. So instead of saying, I don't have time for it, you have to say, I am not prioritizing it. Right. So whether it's travel, whether it's business, whether career relationships, whatever it is, whatever you put time and effort in is what's going to happen. 
Right. So that's something that um, you've noticed uh, across all of your guests. They've all been able to reorganize and prioritize their lives uh, to, to really achieve what their dreams are. And so um, our listeners will definitely have to check that out. That's theoffbeatlife.com slash podcast. Great stories on there from all sorts of travel entrepreneurs. Um, since you've been on the road so much, Debbie, when we come back, I want to ask you about how to stay efficient and effective while you're on the road. This episode of Andy Steve's Travel Podcast is brought to you by Milltown House, guest house on the Dingle Peninsula. We have 10 luxury bedrooms in one of Ireland's most popular villages. We have 56 pubs and some of the best seafood in the country. As we say in the local Irish language, Ced Mila Falcha, 100,000 welcomes await. Visit us at www.milltownhouse.com. All right, this is Andy on the Andy Steve's Travel Podcast. We got Debbie on the line. Um, Debbie, let's get into it. Since you're since you're on the road, you know, for for months and and years at a time, um, let's talk about how you balance a nine to five while traveling and how to how to stay effective, stay efficient, uh, take care of the things that you want to do while you're traveling. Because there's we all know traveling is so darn fun. We wanna we wanna do it all, see it all, but we also got to take care of our responsibilities. Yeah. Uh, I was fortunate enough to choose a career that I actually can make my own hours and I can take off whenever I want. So I'm very fortunate in that sense. So um, I was able to balance work and travel at the same time because of that. So I just tell my day job. So I work on that part time. And then the rest of my time I do with my podcast. And I do a lot of traveling with my podcast. It's, it's a good balance. So whatever it is that you're trying to do, just find a day job that will help you pay for it (laughs) however you can especially if you're trying to achieve a dream and this day job is not really your main focus it's just a way for you to make money to travel or to do whatever it is that you want to do so that's how I've been able to balance it because living in New York City full-time when I'm not traveling is really expensive it's so expensive yes (laughs) I'm in in Seattle and it's brutal like I could almost just stay traveling for the cost of of just living (laughs) here in Seattle Exactly. (laughs) But so you just recognize your priorities and you focus on finding a day job that can support you remote. Can you tell us what what's your nine to five these days? What's your what's paying the bills for you? Yeah. So my day job is actually not remote, but it is very flexible. I make my own hours and I take off whenever I want. So I am an ABA therapist. I work with children who are diagnosed with autism. So I travel all over New York City and I do in-home therapy. Mm, wow. That's uh, we need people like you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's such an important, especially in their early years. It's so important mm-hmm. to in- get involved with those with autism and set them off on the right foot, hopefully. So you set up your own hours. And uh, what other ways have you found effective to put the distractions away while you're on the road, if that makes sense? Yeah. So when I'm on the road, usually before I started the podcast and then doing content creation for social media, it was just for travel and leisure. And now I'm also working. So one of the things that I always do is set a routine that I can uh, do even when I'm not traveling. So Mm -hmm. for example, when I am traveling, I wake up early 
I do my content creation and sightseeing um, until about noon. And then I come back to the hotel or the apartment that I rented and then rest and eat. And then after that, I work for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. So whether I am at home or I'm traveling, that is my routine. I always thought I was going to be a morning person, but it's not. (laughs) Um, I actually do a lot of my uh, nitty and gritty work, like editing and all of those things in the afternoon. And I'm more aware and awake. <laughs> yeah, 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 that, that makes sense. Um, I found that to be a balance that works well for me too. Like get up, I'm I'm in a place, might as well go see a couple things, have some lunch, slam some coffee, and then really get into work. And in terms of staying fit while abroad, um, I love to ride bikes. I'm, I'm a cyclist when I'm home, but you know, a bike just doesn't fit in your backpack so well. So <laughs> I bring a pair of running shoes and I do my best. I, I go through phases where I run every day for like two months and then I take like two or three months off and then I do (laughs) two months on and two months off. I know that's not a healthy or good way to do it, but um, I I do my best to keep up on that. Have you found other ways to stay fit while you're traveling? It's funny. When I travel, I actually look for places where I can hike. I do a lot of hiking. And as you can see, if you go to Offbeat Trekker on my Instagram, a lot of my images there are me hiking and the hiking spot. So it actually helps with fitness because I also do a lot of walking when I'm traveling. I usually don't take cars or Ubers or whatever it is or trains. And I usually just walk all over the city or wherever I am and do a lot Mm -hmm. of hiking. So that's been really helpful for me. Gotcha. 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 Well, Debbie, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. I want to keep it short and sweet because you've got so much content on your website that people just got to check out. Um, People should subscribe to the podcast, The Offbeat Life. Where where can people find that online? They can go to my website, theoffbeatlife.com, and you can see all of my socials there and reach out to me if you have any questions at all. I'm always here. And you put together events. Is that right? Do you have any upcoming I usually do events when I'm traveling, but I also meet up with people I've actually interviewed on the podcast as well. So (laughs) I am going to start doing events where I'm going to be inviting people who are my listeners to meet people who I've interviewed as well to give that connection from a listener to just um, someone that will give them inspiration. Uh, That's so cool. And what's next for you? What's on the what's on the horizon this summer and, and moving forward? So there's been a lot of things happening with sponsors for the podcast, a lot more traveling and a lot of more meetings and meetups with people. So that's what I'm really excited about is just connecting with more people and how I could help people connect with each other as well. All right. Well, best of luck with that and happy and smooth travels to you, Debbie. Um, All the best. Let's stay in touch. I want to have you back and uh, we can check out how things are going. Thank you so much, Andy. All right. Hey, thanks for joining us. And I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Debbie's a great friend and an inspiration with all the amazing content she produces online. Subscribe to this podcast and make sure not to miss the chat I have with my friend Yodi calling in from the Netherlands. We'll talk practical tips and tricks for you to keep in mind on your next visit to Europe's craziest city, Amsterdam. By the way, on this season of Andy Steve's Travel Podcast, I'm working with the team at Podcast and Radio Networks. If you're thinking about starting your own show, they've got just the right people in place to turn your podcasting dreams into broadcasting reality. For more information, check them out at podcastandradio.com. You can connect with WSA Europe, Andy's tour company, at WSA Europe on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. To find all show details and links to connect with our guest, Find it online at andysteves.com.
Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.